Hey friends, welcome back to Be Fearlessly Authentic. Today we are doing check-ins on our words for the year as well as therapy because it is mid-March and how are you doing on the things that you said in January you were going to do this year? So we're going to get real honest and vulnerable about where we um, are learning and where we've totally failed. Uh, also, I just want to give a shout out to those of you that have um, sent an episode or our whole podcast and recommended us to friends. Um, thank you so much. Not because we want to build our stuff, but because we really believe that being fearlessly authentic is what gives people freedom and makes them um, experience the life that God created them for. Uh, and so if there is an episode, if it's this episode, whatever that you're like, Hey, I think this friend could receive it give it to them. It's up to them whether or not they actually listen to it, but do all that you can do to encourage and love on your friends this week. And without further ado, this week's episode. So on today's session of found it on the interweb, here's the thing this week, if you're in the church world or connected to a church at all, you may have seen many, many, many posts reminding you that daylight savings happened this last weekend. So we're recording this, uh, the day before daylight savings and it just kind of hit me, maybe because my role in the church is a little different this year, but there is like this high expectation of churches to remind you about daylight savings time. And so I, this is actually starting with something I posted, but I posted this on Twitter. I said, this is a little harsh, but if you rely on your church to remind you about daylight savings, I think, I think it's time to grow up a little bit. I mean, it happens every year or adults, your phone changes automatically. You can go to sleep an hour early if that really affects you that much. It really is so simple nowadays. And I love how this transpired because what happened was then I go on Instagram and I see a post from our church and it says, you know, the picture says, set your clock ahead one hour, of course, right? This is kind of the expectation. And the caption was just gold because our content creator for our church's account is really great. So it says, just a gentle reminder about this strange thing we still do for some reason. Shout out to Arizona who doesn't do this. Um, oh, and Hawaii. Oh, fun fact. Um, if you're the small 0.01% of people who use a real alarm clock, make sure to set that forward by one hour before you go to sleep. But if you're like everyone else and use a smartphone, well, then you're good. And I just couldn't help myself because I'm a brat sometimes. So I commented, already have had a conversation with our content creator saying how ridiculous I feel like this is. And I commented and said, "Woo, glad you reminded me. <laughs> and then another post came out and it's a meme. I wish we'll share this on our stories or something, but it's a meme and it says, worship leader, come on church, who's ready to worship this morning? And everyone in church is going to be like, boo. I'm sure you know this picture if you're just hearing it, but boo from Monster Zinc, who just looks half asleep. And the caption says, for some reason, every year, the church takes the highest honor in reminding everyone about daylight savings time. So here's our second reminder about setting your clocks forward tonight. 
I just, I really don't know where this comes from. I get that we want people to show up to church on time, but I don't know why we don't just assume that you're doing this automatically. And another church went so far as to create a whole video in reenacting how to set your clock forward and all of this. And I don't understand. Andrea, do you understand why? So first of all, I just have to say that it brings me so much joy to see how <laughs> exasperated you are over this. I, this is one of my favorite things about Stephanie and the interwebs, which is where this whole idea came from. Um, is we're both very passionate beings, and so we can get ourselves worked up over just about anything. Um, and here's what's really funny is I had the had a similar thought, but I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't share anything. And I was just like, oh, here comes all of the posts from the church. And um, and so I then also did bring it up in like my family ministry meeting because I, as a youth pastor, you know, I work um, under all of family ministry. And I did have the thought going, you know, here is one aspect of why I think it does matter um, is, well, it kind of goes down two steps. One, most workplaces start on Monday. And so people have already adjusted, like slept through their alarm, like being all groggy, whatever, by Monday. The church, however, happens on Sunday. So I do get that. But then I was talking with our kids pastor, our family pastor, and I was like, I get that the people that this does affect and shout out all you moms of toddlers and babies because they don't respect daylight savings and they will be up at whatever time and they're going to be the grumpy, like totally thrown off for the rest of the week. So shout out moms um, and dads out there. We are praying for you this next week because the struggle is real. Um, but yeah, my other thing is, you know, I'm pretty sure that those posts are for the boomer generation that still do use regular alarm clocks and the 5% of millennials who are like trying to have good boundaries with their uh, smartphone, um, everyone else uses a smartphone. And so nobody has to adjust anything. I mean, the one thing I adjust is my car because I have an older car, um, but that's literally the one thing that I adjust. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's funny. I'm actually, another point was made um, it's kind of the same thing that we remind our church attendees every week about service times. Ugh. And we're like, at what point do you, which one side of that is we do that for the new people, right? Like maybe they just came to our page for the first time, all of that. I get that. But, you know, there's a point where it's like, are we enabling you to forget? Because it's something that should just be kind of built into your schedule. But. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's how I'm going to open this up to every person that leads anything, whether you are a mom or dad or a teacher or a business person or a ministry worker, how many times do you have someone come and ask you for the details you work so hard to spell out so clearly and so concisely in an email that they clearly did not read? And you're like, well, per my email, it is X, Y, Z. So Yep. Yeah. You know, shout out to all you out there that have to do any forms of communication. Steph, I know that's like the majority of your life and job, but there, you know, for the rest of us who it's not our entire job, we do at least have some aspect of it. And again, to the parents who have the kids going, what are we doing? And when are we doing it? We mm -hmm. feel your pain. We do. Yep. So it's Monday now, if you're listening to this the day it released, um, if you forgot or all of the clocks in your house are still set back to the wrong time, <laughs> here's your reminder 
to uh, change your clocks forward one hour. You did lose an hour, whether you knew it or not. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You might need extra coffee. Um, yes. This week. I don't know. Or you just do in general. Um, oh my gosh. But that made me think of something that just left my brain. Never mind. Mm. Never to come It'll back. come back randomly. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Are we... Are we jumping into our recaps? Yes. Yeah. Let's do done, it. Are we done talking about daylight savings? <laughs> and is I'm over it. <laughs> alarm clock keeper. <laughs> yes, okay. hopefully. So, so, I mean, if you want to come back to it, Steph, I'm totally down. But I am actually, I've been looking forward to this episode. I didn't know what week we would do it, but I was, I've been looking forward to this episode since January, um, knowing that this was something I wanted us to do. And I wanted us to talk about sometime in mid-March because, uh, March is where we are about to hit the 90 day mark of the year, which means we're like a quarter of the way through the year. The other fun thing about March, um, that I learned, um, from, one experience, but was made aware to me by a small group leader a couple of years ago is that mid-March is about the time where you are either experiencing the fruit of whatever goals um, or habits you put in place um, at the beginning of the year, or you are realizing if you are listening to this and being made aware of it, that you have totally forgotten some things um, that you were so excited and optimistic about back in December and early January, um, whatever it is. And so today we are going to talk about our words. We're going to have a check-in on our words. And then we're also going to have a check-in on therapy because that was a goal that we both had for this year. Um, actually we had it for January, um, and a habit that we wanted to put in place for both of our lives, um, for 2021. So we're going to start with words because that's what we talked about first. And uh, Steph, you want to go first? Sure. Um, Yeah, actually, I'm kind of, I don't know where I'm at with this yet. So I can't decide if I'm like feeling good about it or if I'm feeling not so good. Maybe I'm somewhere in the middle. So my word is alignment this year. And with an alignment, I kind of set specific things being mind, body, soul and heart um so that i'm i'm kind of keeping all of those things in alignment with god and pouring energy into the things also that i don't normally pour energy into the beginning of this year i felt like the body aspect i was really harnessing like i was challenging myself to like go for a run and you know stay active every day and trying to eat better Somewhere that took a turn for the worse, the eating better part. Um, and somewhere in February, I'm assuming. Yes. And the um, the heart piece was the piece that I was most nervous about because I don't like emotions. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to think about them. I push it all away, hence therapy. Um, I think that what I've realized the last few weeks is that the emphasis has kind of shifted, which is not great because the truth is that when I'm fully in alignment with Jesus, everything kind of falls in alignment. So I'm not fully in alignment yet, but that I've focused so much more on my heart in the last couple of weeks um, and trying to like understand what is it, what does it look like to actually feel these things and all of that, that um, 
I have not been exercising. I have not been eating well. I, you know, like that piece has kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, there's also like mind and soul, but kind of body and heart is where I'm kind of sitting right now. So I don't love that. And I think part of me is thinking too, that I maybe, which I do all the time, set myself up for failure a little bit in that I, I kind of set four goals within one. And now I'm feeling like, oh no, (laughs) if one of these is slipping, then it's all a mess. Um, so really tapping into that thought process as well and saying, God, I need your grace. I need to remember that you actually have such grace for me in this and that I'm not, you know, a failure and that I'm not ruining my life. Um, just because a little bit is still out of alignment. It's my word for the year. Right. So, and forever really, but, but it's like, okay, we're, we're in March. We still have time to kind of figure it out. I do think there is a little bit of that. I mean, I feel good that I'm, I'm willing to tap into the hardest part of alignment right now, which is digging up some emotions that I didn't even know was there. Um, and that's going to be a long ongoing journey that I wish I could just like dig it up and then woo, move on. Um, but that's not reality. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a mixed bag of feelings with that. Like I'm, I have to, I have to put aside what I feel and how I feel about if I'm doing good or not so good on that and really embrace the way that I feel God speaking to me through it saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm filling in the gaps, you know? Um, and good job. (laughs) Like you're actually, putting one foot in front of the other and trying. So that's kind of where I'm at. So what I find so interesting is that the, the one area that you were most intimidated by and like most like, I don't want to do this is the area that you've been focusing on. And like the areas that you were like super confident in, and you're like, I think I got these ones are the ones that you're realizing in this check-in that you're like, I kind of totally forgot this, which I think can be what is exactly what happens with words is that we like lean into the thing that we're afraid of or whatever. And then like, I don't know, that's, that's why I think check-ins are just so important because like consistency is key, you know, for growth. Um, so yeah, the one Steph, I'm just proud of you because I know that feelings and emotions and heart (laughs) stuff are not your favorite and you've taken the plunge. And I know you're probably gonna share more about that. Um, in therapy check-in, um, but yeah, I just think that that's, I commend you on that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's still, I would love to run from it. Like, let me just be clear about that. But every time I have that thought, it's clear that that's not what's going to be best for me in the long run. So yeah. But what about you? What are, where are you at with your word? So, um, this is why check-ins are necessary because, (laughs) so I was doing so good. I was doing so good with like, just having my word on the top of my mind reminder. My word is chosen, um, kind of through the first week of February. Um, and then y'all, I literally have no idea what happened. Um, actually I do. I put on an in-person winter camp for my students, um, that I ran completely on my own, um, 
And I think that my brain just like so focused there that by the time I came out of it, I was just like, forgot everything I was doing before the winter camp. Um, and so, yeah, so super interesting. And also something that I even said, um, in our word episode was that I was going to need to change my home screen on my phone at some point because I would just become accustomed to it. So, um, again, a refresher is I, put chosen on my home screen because what do I look at more than anything? My phone confession. Um, but probably sometime in the last four weeks. So since mid February, I have not been seen chosen on my home screen anymore. And now it's just the like white space, um, that I don't know, I guess I look at every day. And so it's no longer standing out. Um, and so I like really need that. And then another thought that I just like kind of had as I was listening to you talk stuff, um, is I'm like, man, I have not dug into this with scripture yet. Um, like either like a word study with chosen or just asking Holy spirit whenever I'm doing my quiet time or reading my Bible to just be like, Hey, can you highlight how like your definition of chosen and what that looks like? Like, you know, even now, as I'm like talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the Israelites of the Old Testament are like God's chosen people. Like, what does that mean? And what does that mean for me if like my word is chosen for the year? Um, and this is the first time I'm talking about it or even thinking about it. And it's like sitting here recording this with you right now, Steph. So, so yeah, there's, I, I just, I really needed this refresh of going like, wait, what does it mean to be chosen? And why did I choose this as my word in the first place? And I need to change my wallpaper. And I also need to like journal or pray about this again. Like it was good to do it at the beginning, like when choosing my word, but it's kind of pointless to have a word if you're not actually applying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shout out to my mom slash parents, but we know when parents give you a gift, it's always for mom. <laughs> um, my mom did give me um, a necklace for my birthday with the word chosen on it. Um, so, you know, you would think that that would help me remember. You're not looking down at your neck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I do think um, I would have to look back if I wrote down a scripture that was relevant to my word actually, but something I was just thinking about too, is that, um, the, the focus or emphasis of the word could even shift. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned this in the other episode when we talked about words, when my word was faithful, what that actually meant completely changed, which was actually great. Like that's a great outcome because I went into it thinking, this is what it means. This is what I'm focusing on. And God was like, actually you've got it wrong your whole life. (laughs) Um, and specifically with my word, like I was actually just looking at my cup. Um, and it says in your presence is abundant joy and abundance is a word that like God has just kept bringing up and joy, especially as well. Um, I taught at a women's Bible study a couple weeks ago on John. It was kind of, it was John 13 through 16. And, I wasn't even focusing on any of the pieces of scripture that talk about joy and all of that. But one of the pieces I did talk about was um, that it says in this world, you will face sorrow, but then something about joy, totally paraphrasing here. Um, But then like in Jesus, you will find joy. And then at the end of John 16, he says, uh, oh gosh, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't pull out my Bible. Um, uh, oh, it's like he's talking about peace. It's in this world you will face trials and tribulations. Um, but that to me, yeah. Um, that to me, I started, I've started really thinking about like, okay, this idea of abundance and joy and like basically the idea that the fruit of the world is sorrow, not that, you know, it's good Mm. to, good to face what we might feel sorrowful about, but that when we turn our eyes and look to Jesus, there's such joy in his presence. And that's all a part of alignment. It's just, I think God's kind of focusing me differently a little bit here and there. So it's all good. So good. So good. See, this is the richness. And this is like, for those of you that are still going like, man, I still don't get the whole word thing. Um, This is why is because it is a constant digging um, and being open for Holy Spirit to just redefine and grow things in us. Um, so yeah, words, I, I'm just feeling very convicted because I just, you know, for a month now, <laughs> I forgot about my word. So when you get your new wallpaper changed, yep. you should share that with us on Instagram. <laughs> That's a good idea. That is a good idea. <laughs> I think, I mean, that is really a helpful thing is like, if you need, if, if you're listening to this and you know you need some accountability with your word, obviously telling someone is great, but then also write down some practical steps. You know, what, what are those things that I need to do to actually keep this the main focus and then tell Mm -hmm. someone that that's your step (laughs) so they can hold you to actually doing it. So I think one of the interesting things, like I've mentioned with this idea of focusing on a word like Andrea and I have shared, we both decided that therapy was an important next step for us this year. And for me, I have probably avoided therapy for far too long. I think we both admitted to that a little bit. Um, But I think that there's a huge misconception about therapy that I've, I grew up thinking that too, um, that there's, you know, there's faith and then there's therapy and you can't have both. And we just wanted to have these honest conversations about like, let's blow that up because that's not real. That's not true. Um, if you are a Jesus follower, um, and you are struggling with emotions or trauma, things that you need to process and understand and can't do it by yourself, and maybe don't want to unload all of that on your roommates, friends, mom, husband, whatever it is, children, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then like therapy is a great option. Um, and I say that as someone who's only had four sessions, um, but <laughs> so far I feel like it's just been really healthy to have that space to unload um, be kind of free of all the expectations because no one else that's close to you is in the room with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, it's really, I just, I just want to encourage anyone who's like on the fence about therapy, try it out. First of all, like what's it going to hurt? Maybe your wallet a little bit, but <laughs> I, I like to think it's worth it. Um, and I really think that if you're willing to invest 
your, not only your money, but also your energy um, and emotions, then it'll be worth it. You know, it's one of the situations where you get out what you put in. So we just wanted to have same thing, just kind of a check-in to say, where are we at with therapy? What has been helpful? Um, what is something we're processing or maybe something God is showing us through our therapy journey. Um, so we're just going to do kind of a simple check-in. So Andrea. And I also just kind of off of that, like if you, if you did not hear our therapy episode, which is episode four with my friend and coworker, Christy Chapman, um, or if you listened to it and you knew that you should like take a next step about therapy, but you know, a little bit of time has gone by since January. Um, go back and listen to that episode because Christy broke it down so beautifully of why everyone should do therapy. Literally everyone. You don't have to be in crisis. It should be a rhythm of our lives, um, which also you don't have to go every week. Um, like I have some friends who, you know, been a part of therapy for long, for many years. And so they're in a space where they're going like once a month. Um, so yeah. That's just yep. my little caveat and shout out because that is, I have recommended that episode to multiple people um, already. And it's very weird because I'm like, oh gosh, this is not like a self-promotion thing. This is like, hey, we're talking about therapy. And I actually had this conversation with a therapist because I, I needed it and I knew other people did too. Yeah, so. totally. We'll, we'll link that in the show notes so you can just click on that episode and give it a listen. Yes. So my checking with therapy. Okay, guys. Let me tell you about Deb. Deb is my therapist and I just love her. Um, so I am five sessions in. I think I'm one up on you, Steph. Um, and uh, to say I love it um, sounds weird because therapy is weird. Um, and, and also this time of therapy for me is not going because I've been triggered or like there is a crisis. I'm literally going because I'm like, I need a, this healthy rhythm, a part of my life. Um, I, I was aware like, hey, I transitioned from California to Chicago and then a pandemic happened. Like, so those could probably put me in therapy alone. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been interesting because previously when I've gone, it's been like, there's this big issue and I need to go talk to someone about it. Um, and so it's, I've been like trying to figure out like, what are we going to talk about? And this last week was the very first time that I went in going, I'm bringing her something. I know what I want to talk about. Cause so far it's just been like getting comfortable and like letting her get to know me and her like getting to see like how comfortable I am with vulnerability and what I do share and what I don't share and all of that. Um, and so, like I said, this, this time I was like, ah, I got something I need to talk about. Cause I need to like process through this. And I need to get through this one for my personal life and for my job. And, um, I said, then I get in and she just like asked me like how my week was and Stephanie, all of a sudden we're talking about something else. And I don't even bring up the fact that like I came in with something we're like talking about this other thing and it was so good. And then probably half the hour has gone by and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> cool, cool, cool. Um, so I actually had something I wanted to talk to you about. She's like, okay, great. We have time, like share it. And so I did. And what was really cool is she was like, I actually see a theme here. And she's like, the question I want you to answer because I'm an authentic person. I'm going to share it here. So the thing that I'm working on right now this week is what is mine to own? 
Um, so I tend to take responsibility for things that are not mine to own, um, in all sorts of relationships. And, um, and you know, she was like, I totally see the goodness in that. And she's like, but it is a really bad habit that is causing you to be stuck, um, and to not be fully you in every space that you walk into. So the way that I'm practice, practically applying that, which is also a new thing that I'm trying this week, because all of this is like trying things out, right? Mm-hmm. Is I literally left. And before I drove out of my parking spot, I set an alarm in my phone so that twice a day, every day, um, I'm now going to get the question pop up on my phone saying, what is mine to own? Um, because something that I've been kind of struggling with um, since starting is that so the church that I work at is incredibly amazing when it comes to mental health, like to the point that they made sure that their benefits covered mental health. Um, but also that they tell us to put our therapy sessions inside of work hours. And so I did, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Okay. So I was going on Thursday mornings, which is, you know, a work day for me. But what I was finding is though I intentionally blocked off time after therapy, I still didn't have enough space to fully let it sink in. And by the time I was done with my day, I got a whole day. And so um, like trying to figure out how to process and apply has been like kind of this new game I'm playing with myself. Because if you know me, you know that I like to play and not be disciplined. Um, So it's an experiment, not a discipline. Um, And also this past week, I moved it to Friday to see, which is my day off, um, to see how that would work, where I don't go to work afterwards. And so I got to very leisurely um, kind of process, but also that very quick, like before I left the parking spot, I made that that alarm in my phone. So that's my very brief overview. I love it. I love, um, I love that this is a space that we can just share that we're all on a journey. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for me, this was my fourth session Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. I had an appointment that was the same time that I had scheduled a long time ago. And so I was like, Oh, can we reschedule? Mm -hmm. I'll admit here now that was a hair appointment. So (laughs) priority wise, Probably wasn't that big of a deal. Um, (laughs) I didn't tell her that, but, um, and then the following week she was out of town. So we're back. Uh, We are back this week and, um, and I actually had the same thing. I coming into this week's session, I was like, I know some things that I need to talk about. I almost texted her ahead of time just to hold me accountable because knowing myself, I'd be like, it's going to be easier if we don't talk about that. Um, but I didn't. And I challenged myself to just really focus and bring it up. And I did. And so this was the first session, Andrea, you'll be proud, um, that I did shed some tears in. Um, (laughs) I am proud. Um, and I say literally shed some tears because that's about the extent of it. Just a few, you know, but yeah, that honestly is a big deal for me. Um, and I think it really also affirmed that this is what I need to be talking about and it's what we need to be processing. And one big thing, well, one big thing is that, um, 
I have realized that they're the way that I process almost everything in life, but a lot of things from my past um, or even just recently is I'm just a very like cut and dry, you know, once something happens, I may think about it. Sometimes I'm dramatic about it, but then I'm like done. Like we close the door, we move on. It doesn't affect me anymore. Sometimes I actually forget about it. Like memory has been a weird thing that we've talked about. Um, and I have always seen that as a good thing. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times I'm actually closing the door on it before I've actually walked through what I need to walk through. Um, and kind of like what I was sharing with, you know, this idea of like the sorrow that the world brings, I'm realizing that while it's not big T traumas that I'm remembering or anything like that, there's a lot of sorrow that I have not felt for things that have happened in my life. In fact, one thing specifically that a couple weeks ago that um, my counselor shared was she was, I was sharing about a season of my life and kind of the things I was experiencing. And she's like, that's a lot of loss. And when she said that, I was like, what? No, it's not. I didn't, I didn't lose a family member. I didn't, you know, no one died in my family. No one died in my life. Like um, I, it wasn't even a season of like drastic change, transition, nothing like that. But when she said that, it sat with me because I don't view a lot of things that are losses as a loss. So that is just kind of the journey that I'm on. And <laughs> Andrew knows that it was just a week for me. It was just, woo. Um, and after, after my session, I was like, okay, I feel good. You know, I let a little bit of tears out, but I'm, I'm holding myself together because I'm going out to dinner with friends tonight. And then I got a call that was not a great call about a work thing. And that just was the tip of the iceberg for me. And I just lost my mind. Um, and, but then we did still go out with friends. So that was fun. Um, and then the next day we had staff meeting and it was worship. We were all together in the same room. And I have, I don't think I've cried that much in worship in a long time, if ever. Um, yes but, and amen. <laughs> but what really like, I mean, I literally walked out of the room. Like I just, I couldn't hold it together. What two things that were really cool about that moment. One was that I really felt like it could have been so easy for me to just cry about the work situation. It was upsetting, but that I wasn't. What I was crying about was the realization that I had closed the door on all of these little pain moments throughout my life. And I realized through the worship songs that I had closed Jesus out of those moments. And I just felt like God was saying, okay, you're finally going to let me in. And I don't want to, <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't want to let God in. I don't want to let myself into those moments. Um, but I, I'm realizing that I, I need and want healing from whatever that looks like. Um, the other cool thing is that I, I walked to the, I just, you know, face down, walk out of the room, walk to the bathroom, tears are streaming down my face and I walk into the bathroom and I'm just trying to not let my mascara run all over the place and then get back into the room for the actual meeting. Um, and I had, yeah, true. I had this thought, like literally as I walked into the bathroom, I had this thought of like, loneliness like 
I feel I don't want to share about this with someone, but I, there is a piece of me that does feel alone. And out of the stall walked one of my new friends um, who like, <laughs> it was just a total God thing. I don't even think I told her how much of a God thing it felt like to me, but if she listens to this, she'll hear. Um, and she walked out and just like, looked at me and stood there with me and I start laughing because I'm awkward when I cry and I don't know how to cry and all of that. But, but having that was also just, I felt like God saying like, I'm here, we're here together. We're doing this, like whatever it looks like. Um, so it's all messy and I don't like it and it's a lot. And I will, also admit that I have gone this whole week without journaling about it. <laughs> wow. Not great. Come on now. Instead I instead I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> so here's here's another piece that I need to be held accountable to because that is I need to be journaling. Mm-hmm. I probably need to get back into the habit of journaling daily at this point. Mm-hmm. Um but it I have to sit back and go, man. I hate this, but I know that it's going to be so good in the long run. And I'm so, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to go through counseling. And I know that it is going to produce so much good fruit in the long run um, for me, for my heart, for my friends, for my future. Um, So it's a journey and it's going to just be a journey. And I really do just want that cut and dry moment of, all right, here's all the things that I think I've been, you know, piling up in my mind. I would love to just unleash them and move on. But that's, that's not how it works. So that's two thoughts in response. One, I just want to celebrate that Stephanie Whitrip said, <laughs> here's what's cool about my tears. Here's <laughs> about the fact that I cried two days in a row, one of which I had to walk out because I was crying so hard. that is victory. I know that it's messy and hard and whatever, but like the Stephanie that I first met would like never say anything was cool about tears. And the fact that like you are able this week in the moment to be able to go, here's what is cool about my emotions overflowing right now. So I just, I have to point that out. That is beautiful. And I freaking love it. Um, and then the other thing that uh, was, I'm going to add on, cause right at the end you said like, I should be journaling and really I should be journaling daily at this point. And the thing about um, implementing healthy habits in our life is that the more that we do them, the more healthy habits that, that start to, um, come in, uh, kind of in the same way that like, so I, um, I'm like trying to figure out how I want to say this, because I know that we're going to talk about, um, our bodies and what we eat and eating disorders and all of that. Um, so, but for Lent, I gave up certain types of food. 
Um, and it is not a body thing for me at all. It is a very much a spiritual thing of I'm saying no to this so that I can say yes to Jesus more. And let me tell you, I've literally said those prayers of Jesus. I'm not having this right now, even though I really want it because I want you more like that. That has been my conversations mm-hmm. with God. Um, but the truth is, is that I am now whatever many weeks into Lent that we are. And I yes, I am having cravings. And I think mainly, and this is a, if you have teenagers or kids thing, or you're just human and will be vulnerable yourself, you'll admit like when we can't have something, all of a sudden it sounds even more enticing. Hello, Adam and Eve in the garden, right? But the reality is, is that I actually do crave um, healthier foods right now um, because I'm implementing that in my weekly, daily routine. And so as you are aligning, um, all the things, um, and you are allowing God to do work on your heart. Um, it is causing you to remember that you have other healthy habits that you have done in and out of season, and maybe it's time to bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there is a lot of that, that I'm, I'm just realizing how much I've neglected without even knowing it. Like it's not a moment of going, you know, oh, I intentionally neglected that. I mean, I have a little bit, um, but there's just pieces of me that have been so under the surface and so buried that it's like, hey, let's bring that up and let's create those healthy habits around that fullness of you, kind of that idea again of abundance mm-hmm. and really recognizing like, what does that mean to find abundance mm-hmm. in all of the messiness? <laughs> Well, and I'm a very firm believer, um, that being in relationship with Jesus is a journey to appeal. Um, and ultimately we will not receive full wholeness until heaven. Right. But if we are active in our relationship with Jesus, then we are becoming more and more whole over time. And that does look like moments that like you just talked about stuff. And I had actually, I also had a moment in therapy this week where I was sharing like this story that had happened like six years ago. And to me, it's like super small, whatever. And my therapist was like, so you had a trauma that is causing these scenarios now to be really scary. And I was like, I would never have used that word before. Never. But Deb's brilliant, like brilliant, brilliant. That's why I chose her. I was very intentional of who I chose. (laughs) She's got a lot of school behind her. Um, And I'm like, and that actually makes sense because I physically feel in my body fear in certain scenarios. And, and I thought it was ridiculous. Um, and, and kind of same with you getting to hear the word, like that's a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden when we have someone who will just listen and they weren't in the situation with us, um, which my brain then goes like, well, they're not, they're, they're only hearing my side of the story, which, you know, <laughs> we'll get to it a, li- a later date, Deb, don't worry. Um, <laughs> But it is that journey of releasing and healing and finding wholeness because you and I've been carrying these heavy weights and trying to figure out why we couldn't move as fast or why we were stalled or stunted in certain scenarios. And it took being in therapy for a month for us to get to a place where our therapist gave us a word that helped release something in us that gets us closer to wholeness. Yeah. So good. 
Um, anything else about therapy we want to share? I'm a really big fan and I think everyone should do it, but I also <laughs> totally understand and give so much grace because it was literally a year ago last week that I sent my friend Christy an email saying, Hey, I need to get in therapy. And it wasn't until <laughs> January of this year that I actually, um, connected with Deb and made it happen. So I yeah. totally give grace, but my one thought that I've had, and I sh- have shared with a couple of friends who've asked me how therapy is going is I have grace on myself, but I also am like so frustrated and annoyed because I knew that it was going to be good. And I just wish I was a year into it instead of only a month. Mm. So, yeah, so good. Well, as we wrap up our time, we want to do what we always do and share our most fearlessly authentic selves right now in this moment. So balls in my court. So, you know, passing it to you. No, (laughs) we always do this. Dang it. I took too long. I was setting it up. (laughs) I know. It's like calling shotgun. Yeah. I'm going. Okay, fine. I will go first. Um, To know me in this here now moment is to know that, um, I really didn't want to say this, but because of our rule that we have to say it, if we don't want to say it, um, I am, I can't even say the word. Um, I'm emotional Mm -hmm. and I hate that so much with every fiber of my being and still trying to, you know, figure out what that means. Um, even in my relationship with God, like I know that our emotions, I know it in my knower that emotions are good, healthy. They're a part of who we are. They're a part of who God created us to be. They're a part of Imago Day. Like God has emotions. Um, and I need to like, let that sink into my actual heart. Um, so, but I think that even just accepting the fact that I'm emotional is hard. Um, but it's true. It's just been a roller coaster of a week and I'm just still, I'm trying to still stay in that. So. Good. Good. Okay. To know me in this here now moment is to know that I, um, I'm also feeling emotional, which, um, the, the oddity for me, cause feeling emotions is not odd for me. Um, <laughs> that is very regular is that I can't quite place it where it's coming from. And I think maybe it might be, when I heard you say I need to be journaling daily, um, I think my spirit is crying out for that. And I think that it might be my emotions, um, bubbling up, just being like, we need that too. Um, you know, we're, we're, we just hit the one year mark. Um, you know, it was a year ago that we all thought it was going to be two, four, maybe six weeks by Easter, we would be out of our homes. And, um, something I talked about with Deb, my therapist this week is, um, very more like on a, how's your week? Like at the beginning, um, just talking about, you know, working in ministry, working with students, um, anniversaries are a trigger. And we all have an anniversary that we're walking through right now. Um, There are going to be a lot of a year ago today or, you know, whenever the moment was that you realized this was bigger than we all thought it was. And um, 
And so I'm also pretty sensitive to that one because I like had my own like different things. Like it was a year ago this weekend. I was actually in San Diego with a friend um, because yes, confession, I'm embarrassed about this. But now that we've been in it for a year, I'm not at all that I was totally one of those millennials being like cheap tickets. I'm going on a trip. Um, And then realizing when I got home and we recorded our church services and told people not to come into the building and all that, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to process and I'm a verbal processor and I don't have a lot of like my people in Chicago yet. I'm still building community. And I did pick up Marco Polo again, partly because I need my people and I need to verbally process, Mm -hmm. but I also need to process with Holy spirit. And I do that by journaling and I'm totally feeling that void. Um, and then, ah, I'm going to share this. I didn't, I've didn't want to, but I'm doing it. Um, I think I'm also a little bit stirred up partly because this is what I talked about in therapy, not going into all the details. Um, but also with the girl who was kidnapped on her way home in England is, Mm -hmm. um, too often, uh, girls are made responsible for, um, the actions of boys and men. And, um, And I don't know what to do with that, but to know me in this here now moment is to know that that has been on my mind and on my lips a lot. And this week is, um, I want to create a world where the young girls that I am raising up Gen Z right here, right now, that they don't have to, um, operate the way that our generation, even as millennials do, um, and especially the way that Gen X and boomers had to operate. Um, I want to create a space where all people are responsible for their actions and that girls don't have to overcompensate. Um, so yeah, that might make it seem like it's bigger and whatever than it is that I was talking about in therapy, but that's not what I'm going to leave it at. Yep. A lot of, uh, A lot of rawness, a lot of realness on this episode. So um, we hope that you can take this and somehow think through your own journey. Um, You know, like we've said, if if therapy is the next step for you, but um, just even journal today. If you're not a journaler, a great place to start is what we say at the end of every episode. To know me right now in this moment is to know 